Jesse Douglas Smith McGraw, and this is What Moves You with Jesse. I'm a transformative coach on a mission to share an understanding of how our minds work that challenges how we react to life and our thoughts. I love to share stories and common sense ideas that empower you to take charge of yourself in a way that brings immediate and profound change. What I know to be true is that we are all innately healthy and doing our best with the thinking we have available to us on a moment-to-moment basis. And waking up to this will change what moves you. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. So we are moving right along here, talking about things that were wonderful, helpful insights over this last summer for me. And this one is uh, not new, but kind of became a deeper grounding. I, I became deeper in my grounding around it this last summer. And that is the idea of trusting in the timing, having faith in the timing of life. And I know that I've spoken about this before, and we've seen bumper stickers about it. <laughs> you know, we are really good at being conscious of this when it comes to hindsight, right? When we look back on our lives, we can see that there were periods of time where we remember that we were anxious for things to be happening sooner or faster. And we were so desperate to get to the next step, whatever that next step was. And when we look back on it in hindsight, we can see how timely everything truly was for us, whether it be the length of time it took for that thing to come to fruition for us, or if because things didn't move the way we thought they were going to move, other things happened in our lives that ended up being in our favor much more than we ever could have understood um, before the unknown unfolded, you know? So in hindsight, we absolutely, all of us go, oh yeah, everything happens you know, for a reason or everything happens in the right time. But when it comes to where we are now and moving forward, I don't know about you, <laughs> but something that I had to kind of break through was my, my own impatience around timing. It felt a little bit like I was... Um, having faith in something that I could not see, which is actually true, that is what we're talking about here. But that was really uncomfortable for me because the overthinking about next steps and how a path was going to unfold and, you know, um, a timeline that I had made up in my mind that I thought would be the best for my life or, you know, for my business. I thought overthinking those things was very responsible, right? And if I wasn't happy with where I was, 
because I'm not yet where I want to be, you know, in, in all of my efforts of what I'm putting forth, you know, my own goals and hopes and dreams. If I hadn't reached those things yet, not only did I have impatience in the timing of things, but like I said, it also looked very responsible to overthink and to be constantly future-paced in myself. And I had a very hard time accepting what was in the present moment because my mind, the noise in my mind would be like, how can I accept where I am if I'm not yet where I want to be? That doesn't make sense. And that feels like that's me kind of giving up on myself or won't I get lazy or unproductive if I get comfortable with where I am? Isn't the point of hopes and dreams and goals to be, you know, pushing forward and looking forward? And is this resonating? (laughs) You know, this comes, this, what this brings to mind is actually a story from years ago when I was in the midst of my depression, um, when I was in transition from, I was just in career transition and I had not yet figured out where I was going next, which was very disorienting for me because I had always been a very goal-driven person. So for me to be in a career that I knew deep down wasn't going to be it for me. Um, And yet everything else that I could see in front of me, you know, the things that, you know, my education set me up for and my my past experiences at that point set me up for my life experiences. Everything that I had done up until that point, you know, wasn't looking like it was going to lead me to a career that I was going to really enjoy. So I felt very lost. And um, so all of that you know, feeling that sense of lostness was creating such a depression inside of me. Anyhow, I will never forget when things started to shift for me. And that shifting point, what, you know, the crux of that shifting point really came from, I I have language for it now, I can articulate it now, but at the time I had no idea what actually was happening. But I can tell you that it was because I was starting to follow the little teeny tiny nudges on a moment to moment basis that I talk ad nauseum about here because they are so significant and the one and only resource that we should be paying the most attention to, right? Those next indicated steps that come from deep within that we can engage with at all times by saying, what do I need? What do I want to do now? Or what do I want to do today? Right? And being open to whatever comes from the ordinary to the extraordinary, something will come to mind. So while I was in my depression, though I hadn't like, quote unquote, figured myself out as far as my purpose and my career, I had, and as I say, I can share this with you now in hindsight, but I was beginning to listen to those next indicated steps. I remember I was starting to journal on my lunch breaks, 
of, of my past career. And that was starting to really open up my mind a little bit because I wasn't staying inside that, you know, tight, tiny jail of my brain, um, you know, and bumping up against the the walls. I was starting to journal and kind of get curious about, okay, what does this look like? What do you love, Jesse? What's important to you? And I just, you know, started to get curious about that. Now, what happens when we start to follow these nudges, as ordinary as they may look, like journaling on my lunch break, what happens is, our true self starts to come to the surface more and more often. Our mind starts to settle more and more often. We become more present the more that we honor those next indicated steps and get out of the noise of our mind. That's what naturally starts to bring us more presence in our life. Now, because of this, <laughs> guess what? I started to feel better. My depression started to lift. So because my depression started to lift, what was amazing is, um, for context, my husband, God bless him, had kind of gotten into this habit when I really nosedived into my depression. He'd gotten into this habit that he'd be asleep when I was getting ready for work. And as soon as I would uh, spray my perfume, the smell and everything, whatever, would wake him up just enough. And he would say, are you okay? How are you doing today? And it was such a sweet, endearing thing. And for months, I would say, I'm doing terrible I should have left my job yesterday, but what am I supposed to be doing? I feel like shit. I would, you know, was I'd always come back with that habit. Now, when I started to feel better, because I started to honor those next indicated steps, when I started to feel better, <laughs> I will never forget there was this one week where my husband was doing his habit, his routine, and asking me, how are you doing today? And I started to notice that my insides were feeling pretty good. Maybe not jumping off the, you know, off the walls, but I was, I was definitely in a more neutral place. And I, I, I could not say it. I had become so identified with my depression, it was starting to define me, you know? So being asked, how are you? The first answer was always something related to how I was feeling in my depression. So when I started to shift inside, what was interesting was I could feel that my answer to that question of how are you doing today could actually be I feel better. I'm actually doing good today. But I was, number one, I had been so identified with my depression that it just felt a little bit like a leap of faith to break up with me saying, I don't feel well. 
And I remember it was like day three of when he said, how are you doing today? And I was like, I'm okay. Not great. When actually I was feeling better inside, I had an insight on my way to work. And I thought, holy crap. I'm having a hard time telling him I feel good because I don't want him to think that if I admit that I'm feeling good, that that, I don't want him to think that that means that I'm happy at my job and now I'm just going to stay here. I'm accepting what is and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with just accepting status quo. Oh my God. And that was all a story in my brain. So I remember that night when he and I were having dinner, I said, I've got something I've got to tell you. And he goes, what? And I said, I have actually been feeling better the last few days that you have been asking me in the morning, how are you today? I have actually been feeling better. And I've been having a hard time telling you that. Number one, because it's my habit to say I feel terrible. And number two, because I'm worried that if I tell you I'm actually feeling good, that you're going to think that I'm happy staying where I'm at. And that's not true. That was a huge breakthrough and set me down the path of starting to realize that our internal experience is never dependent on our circumstances. And we're the ones that put those things together and then draw a conclusion about it and make up a story about it in our mind. And that, of course, creates stress and pressure and isn't helpful. We are basically using our thinking against us. What that broke me open to and where I went deeper this last summer was really starting to see that anytime I'm sitting back just assessing my life, that's when I start creating story in my mind around the fact that I'm not where I want to be yet. And that pressure starts to make me feel like Um, I'm behind, I'm um, not going to get ahead, I'm not going to get to where I want to be. And that's what, you know, we can all get into when and have a hard time with when we hear things like have faith in the timing, or trust the timing of life. Because when we're sitting back and assessing our lives, and if we're not happy with where we're at, that's a frustrating pill to swallow. (laughs) But where I went deeper this last summer, and what made me reflect on that experience back in my depression, is that the more that you are in your life, the more that you engage with those next indicated steps from inside, Those nudges, you know, those out of the blue ideas that come to mind. The more you engage with those, 
the more that you feel so fulfilled by your experience of life because your world opens up. Frankly, having a focus on how is the timing of things, how are we doing here, kind of falls away. And what I've seen and the impact of that is, is that all of these beautiful, wonderful things have unfolded in beautiful timing in my life. And I know even a few years ago, I would have been feeling grabby, like, oh, God, you know, the impatience, the desperation, that thing needs to happen. Why isn't it happening? But again, it's because I would maybe engage on something, and then I'd sit back and watch it. I'd get attached to what I, you know, to the story I had in my mind about what that thing might bring me, where that thing might go, what that new relationship might do. And that is where we get ourselves all tied up in a knot and feel like we can't have faith in timing and life. And that's what makes us feel like we have to get back up in our thinker and overthink things and assess things and try to figure it out because that looks responsible and proactive when it's not helpful at all. Because again, that's not you being in your life. That's you being on the sideline, assessing things, staying in your head, not actually engaging with things, moving things along, expanding your world, moving energy, planting seeds. We're all built to be Johnny Appleseed, (laughs) to get ideas out of nowhere, have things come to us out of the blue, to engage and let that be our creative contribution to the universe and see what unfolds at some point. But in the meantime, we continue to just keep planting seeds. The more you do that, the more you will have the experience of things coming full circle opportunities and possibilities coming to you from angles of life that you didn't even expect. That's when we tap into the magic of this life. A little bit above my pay grade. But at this point, I can say it with all certainty that it's true. So go out there, keep learning, stay curious, engage with what comes to mind from that deeper place, the helpful stuff. You'll know the difference because you'll feel it. The unhelpful stuff doesn't feel good, period, end of story. (laughs) Sending love in all directions and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to What Moves You with Jesse. Let's stay connected. You can find more ideas and strategies on being human on my Instagram at What Moves You with Jesse. Sign up for my newsletter or learn more about working with me at WhatMovesYouWithJesse.com. And please rate and review the show. 
and let us know what you think and what resonated. I read every single review. They mean so much to me. You can also call in on our hotline with your thoughts on what resonated there too. It is always live at 818-646-JESS. That's 818-646-JESS. What Moves You with Jesse is produced by Mike McGraw and Tinker City Music. Now, let's take a deep breath and give ourselves permission to live in this moment for what truly moves you.